God, we're counting on you to reveal yourself afresh to us through your word now. I just pray, Lord, for Iron as he comes and shares with us that you're going to use your servant to reveal yourself to us today. Thank you for the way that you bless us with your words. And I pray, Lord, that as your word promises, that it never turns unto you void, that that may be the case for us today. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Good morning. Um, right. I find just totally cringy, and um, I hate doing myself, but <laughs> tough. Uh, really important that we're in groups of about five people, and really important that we're kind of more to the front. So if you're kind of over there, or towards the back, or you're sitting on your own, can you kind of move centrally and be around a table with about five people? You've got about five seconds to do that. Four, three... Five, roughly five, doesn't matter. Okay, not bad, not bad at all, actually. Very, com- very compliant with a slightly kind of out there group over there. <laughs> Great. Um, we're thinking this morning about who are we reaching with the gospel. And um, I kind of thought, actually, uh, we've, got, we've got all the expertise in the room to talk about that. So kind of you're going to be coming up with, with most of this today. Um, I think just to start, though, I'd like to say thank you to um, the worship leaders um, and just to say... We really, really appreciate the worship here. Um, I think they bring a real prophetic edge. Everything that's, that's been sung and said this morning, almost I don't need to stand up and say anything that I've planned because it's just all been said and sung. So thank you very much for that. And one line that really stood out for me in, in one of the songs was, um, um, I sing for joy at the works of your hand. And just a personal thing for me would be to say, um, when I look around at you guys, um, I sing for joy at the work of his hands and that's you, that's kind of what God's done in your life and it's just really, I think it's quite easy to forget that isn't it, that we look around at each other and go, oh yeah but I remember you five years ago and I remember you ten years ago and I remember that story and I remember that illness that you went through and I remember that that you've gone through. So let's not forget to sing for joy at the works of his hand. We're going to start by thinking about what is the gospel we're talking about sharing the gospel. We're doing Mackey's series about simply the gospel. And um, so what is the gospel? And to do that, I want to ask you two questions. And this is where you're going to have to talk with each other. <laughs> um, I have two questions. Number one, what was life like before you became a Christian? Number two, what was life like after you became a Christian? If you're not a Christian... Or you think, you know what, I don't want to share some of that kind of stuff. Then maybe think, what was life like before Jesus appeared on the world? 
what it's it like afterwards. But really, I, I quite like to kind of not have any jargon this morning. I'd like to know, actually, nitty-gritty, reality, what was it like before you became a Christian, if you are a Christian, and what was life like after you became a Christian? We're going to answer the first question first, so I'm going to give you two minutes in your groups. And I want, spe- I want specific like, words, I want specific descriptions, and I don't want kind of like churchy language this morning. So, so I understand what you're talking about. What was life like before you became a Christian? You have two minutes, go. Got about 30 more seconds. Actual words, actual descriptions. If you're in a dysfunctional group, feel free to move to another group. (coughs) One group haven't said anything yet. Okay, uh, let's just draw that to a close. So, my, um, my beautiful assistant, Mark Cheeseman, <laughs> is, is in the balcony on the keys, and uh, we're just going to write some things up. And these arrows are pointing to the cross, um, the picture cross and the big cross, the empty cross. Okay, so let's think about life before uh, we became a Christian. And Mark's just going to write some of the words up on the board as you shout them out. So, one at a time. Go. Purposeless. Purposeless. Gosh. I thought I was okay. You thought you, thought you were okay? Yeah? <coughs> cool. Anything else? Lonely. Lonely. distant God was distant God was distant did you know that? like yeah I think I was being brought up in a Christian family but not following his ways he felt like a million miles away okay so you knew about God but God felt miles away that's confusing it's a bit like that I Okay, confusing. You felt not good enough. Colourless. Colourless. It's all going up. Very good. Very good. Scary. Scary. No hope. No hope. Hopeless. Empty. Empty. Romana? I didn't know what he was a Christian. Sorry? I didn't know what is a Christian. You didn't know what, what, what a Christian was? Yes. Okay. Well, I knew what he was, but I went in the wrong side. Okay. Kind of wrong direction? So you knew what it was, but you went in the wrong direction? Okay. Cool. Life didn't make sense. Life didn't make sense. Excellent. Let's have a couple more. Not being able to receive God's best in your life. (laughs) I'll leave that with you, Mark. Brilliant. Thank you.
Okay, let's hear some, some post-Christian words. Shout them out. Forgiven. Forgiven. Freedom. Challenging. Challenging. A journey. A journey. Journeying. Security. Belonging. Belonging. Uncertainty. Sorry. Right. Security and certainty. Yeah. Go on. Alert. Somebody said something down here. Being known. Excited. Less scary, differently scary. <coughs> Life becomes more complicated. <coughs> okay, so still not good enough, but know that that's okay. Mm-hmm. Grace. Grace is church word, can't say that, yeah. Sorry? Accountable. When did you? No. Loved. Go on. Sense of wasted time. Okay, a sense of wasted time from before. Okay. Okay, anything else? Joy. No? Well, nowadays I, I, I knew God is my rock. Okay, no, God is your rock. Joy. Power. Power. <coughs> Say that again. So aware of sin, felt, felt sinful because you now knew what sin was. Okay. Sin awareness. Sounds like a speed awareness course, doesn't it? Sin awareness. <coughs> yeah, yeah, same thing. <laughs> Good. Anything anybody's desperate to say? Okay. Alert. I used to have a badge saying, be alert, your country needs alerts. Anyway... Um, so, we're going to uh, read, just keep, if we can keep that up on the, well, we're going to read a bit now actually. So, uh, if you've got a, got a Bible, we're in the Gospels, we're in Mark chapter 4. <coughs> we're in Mark 4, and it says, I'm just going to press on because we're running out of time because you took so long on that. Uh, it says... <laughs> Again, Jesus began to teach. Uh, He taught them in parables. He said, listen, a farmer went out to sow his seed. And as he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path and the birds came and ate it up. And some fell along rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. 
But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants, so they did not bear fruit. Still other seed fell on good soil. It came up, it grew and produced a crop, multiplying 30, 60, or even 100 times. And then if we skip across in the same chapter to um, verse 26. He also said this, this is what the kingdom of God is like. A man scatters seed on the ground. Night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows, though he does not know how. All by itself, the soil produces corn. First the stalk, then the ear, then the full grain in the ear. As soon as the grain is ripe, he puts the sickle to it, because the harvest has come. So, I just want to spend ten minutes talking about um, who are we reaching with the gospel. And I want to start by, if we can just go back to that, that slide with the words on it, Mark. <clears throat> I want to start by saying, let's not forget the gospel. Let's not forget our story. Um, And I think, I'm going to start negatively and hopefully become positive (laughs) at some point. I think the really big lie, um, I think the devil is is really keen to stop us spreading the word. Um, This is a real clear strategy. And I think, I'm sure there are lots of strategies he uses, but three spring to mind. The first one is this, that actually... The life of a non-Christian is, is either as good as, or just a little tiny bit not as good as, the life of a Christian. <clears throat> In other words, um, when I look at my friends, I think actually, they seem really happy. They've got a lot of stuff. They've got it all together. Why do they need, why do they need the gospel? They don't need it. Because in my head, the gospel isn't so much better than what the world can offer. And, and I think that's just a total, total lie. Um, and we need to really, really see that in myself and in, in, when I look at other people. And actually, the, the kind of more you go through life, um, you start to realise, actually, these people, even though they've got all this stuff, it's still not the gospel. They still haven't got the freedom and the joy and the power and the uncertainty and all the things that come with following Christ. So I think the first lie is this. The gospel is not just a bit better than what the world has to offer. It's a paradigm shift better. It's a different league. We we can't even start to grasp it. And that's why Jenny's... uh, Jenny broke into that little bit of a song earlier, which I think you were making up on the spot. And I can't remember what what you said. Nothing comes close. Nothing comes close. Nothing comes close to you, God. Nothing comes close. Not even, you know, a little bit. Nothing comes close. I think um, the, second, the second lie is that we think, um, okay, so I am a Christian and I am following Jesus, but it's other people's job to sow the seed. It's other people's job. Uh, my Christianity is kind of like, um, it's my own business. It's a bit kind of closet. Uh, I, I can read the Bible and I can pray, but, but it's, that's fine. I'm just going to keep it a little bit quiet. Um, and I notice in this, these stories that the sowing bit was a given. It didn't, Jesus didn't say, when, if, you, if you ever feel like, so if the farmer ever felt like sowing the seed, or, or if, if the urge came across him, or, or, it just said, he went out and said, these, go, these guys in the story, just, they go and sow the seed. Sowing is a given in these stories. 
And the third thing is, the third kind of the lie, I think, is, or, or the, the trap I fall into, is fear. And I think fear is just classic devil stuff. Because if, if, if the devil can say to you, okay, you're a Christian, brilliant, just keep it to yourself. Because if you say anything, it's going to be really awkward. So you just sit there really quietly, don't move. And I think fear is, is paralysis, isn't it? Fear is Christian paralysis. Um, and I found that every time you do move, um, no, nobody cares. People can care less what you say. They're, they're very happy for you to say anything. Okay? They still like you. They still go talk to you. It's not a problem. And you go, oh, uh, aren't you going to go call me a religious crazy person? No. So, so let's not get too worried about fear. Um, so the first thing is, sowing is a given in the Christian walk. And so my question this morning is, are, are we sowing? And if we're not sowing, what do we need to change to do some sowing? The second thing is, um, these, these, these farmers started with handfuls of seed, and it was the right seed. They were sowing good seed. Um, and we're going to skip on a little bit faster, but so what is the gospel that you are sowing? What is the word you are sowing? Is it that? Is it that God saves a wretch like me? Um, I've had three conversations this week, non non-Christian conversations um, from people who are really, really passionate about something that's changed their life and they want me to get involved in it. Um, they haven't heard the same conversation from me back. The conversations I've heard are about lifestyle changes. Uh, the conversations I've had, one person tell me that I really need to start the 5-2 the diet. It's changed their life. It could change your life, Iron. <laughs> like I need a diet. Uh, and I've had another, another person come up and say they've got really into um, this um, sporting exercise thing. And they're good friends of mine. You know, they're, not, they're not weirdo nuts. They're just kind of like, oh, I've just died this. It's really working. Hey, you should try it. I was just speaking to, I hope he won't feel embarrassed, just speaking to Colin earlier, and he said, yeah, I'm doing some amateur dramatics. We're doing a show next week. Because a friend of mine came up to me last year and said, I'm in this amateur dramatics club. Why don't you come along? It's really good. I really enjoy it. Ah. So when are, you, when are we saying to people, yeah, I go to church. It's really good. I really enjoy it. Hey, you should try it. Or I'm going out with some friends to talk about, and we're going to talk about God and stuff, and yeah, you should come along. It's fine. They're not going to... They're not going to go weird on you, okay? Um, so, but they had the right seed. Uh, da, 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 da. Yeah, so if we're getting a bit worried about all this, I think, if, what is your seed in terms of what is the gospel that you are planting? And if you think, you know, I'm just not very excited about this sort of stuff, and, and I'm not going out to tell people about this sort of stuff, then maybe just sit back and think about that for a minute. Because if you're not, then, then is your gospel big enough? If you're not excited about it, is, is your God big enough? And I, I would say, and I guess a lot of people in this room would say, that God is certainly big enough. So maybe it's our perceptions of God. And, and I find the perception of God changes when I worship, and when I read the word, and when I talk about God with friends, and when I hear, hear the stories. So if you're thinking, actually my God isn't big enough to do that, my God isn't big enough to affect that person's life. 
my God isn't big enough to affect that situation, then that's okay. Talk to God about it. Talk to your friends about it. But get back into the word and get back into worship. Okay. So sowing is a given. We've got the right seed. Um, In both stories, the seed was just scattered. Do you notice that? Both stories, they just throw out. In the first story, it talks about the different types of soil that, that it fell on. And in the second story, it just says it was scattered. So, my next question in your little groups is, how do you actually, not biblically, not kind of, we're in church now, so we better talk about this, how do you actually scatter the word? How do you do it? What little techniques, what little things do you do that actually scatters the word? 30 seconds, go. (laughs) Maybe a bit longer. Little tricks, little things. How do you actually scatter the word? Okay, let's have some answers. Anybody want to kick off? Okay, I know I do, but I don't know how to put it to words. That's fine. Unconscious practitioner. Okay. So showing people your love, they'll know you're a Christian. They'll know they're a Christian by our love. Okay. Authentic lifestyle. This is all very noble, everybody. Well done. I was hoping for like some specific. These are specific, so yes. So making your workplace, or your, your, your offering your work to Him. So your work is an act of worship. Okay, brilliant. I throw Bible verses into my conversation and I adapt them according to the listener. Great. So spread Bible verses into the conversations. Yeah. That's a massive one, isn't it? I, what did you do on the weekend? to church <laughs> oh right the conversation you haven't walked away the conversation I went to church what was the other thing you said yeah okay and I think that's yeah yeah I talked to a friend the other day at church great anything else taking an interest Talk about <coughs> yeah. The weird, the weird Christian. Yeah, I'm going to pray for you. Um, yes. Yes, offering prayer for people. Can I can I pray for you about that? Ask me to pray for you in a situation. Yes.
Okay, so actually sharing personal... These are, these are not big things, are they? These are not going to Africa things. These are not selling all my possessions and giving them to the poor things. These are, what did you do on the weekend? I went to church. Okay, my mum's really sick. Can I pray for you about that? We're trying to have a baby. It's not working. IVF, we're going for IVF. I'll pray, I will pray for you about that. All oh, right, thanks. It really isn't. Mark Cheeseman is, is it brilliant on Facebook and Twitter. Prolific. But <coughs> and getting more and more left-wing every day. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> but that's, I, have, I haven't done that. I haven't quite done that yet on Facebook. I haven't, I haven't quite put it up there. <laughs> um, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> um, <clears throat> right. Yes. So the turning is still going on. If you want to take a, take a challenge. We had at school um, a widget in a tap on a top floor broke. It's that big. A tiny, tiny, tiny thing broke. And it released 10,000 gallons of water over three days. And it's caused a million pounds of damage. Because it was the t- a tiny thing changed. And really, my challenge this morning is, what's going to change? What is going to change tomorrow morning that is going to release 10,000 gallons of gospel? Because it's... It, it, do you know what? Um, we're talking teaching about differentiation, that um, you know, some, everybody can do this, and a few people could do that, and if you're really good, you could go for that. And my challenge this morning is, Jesus lays it out, doesn't he? Look, go into all the, all the world and preach the gospel. Start in Jerusalem, your comfort place. So where's your comfort place tomorrow? Start there. One widget moved a little tiny bit to the left, 10,000 gallons of blessing (laughs) release. Thank you, Lord, for that. Uh, (laughs) But start in Jerusalem. Start tomorrow. What did you do on the weekend? I went to church. It was great. You should have heard the speaker. He was amazing. (laughs) (laughs) What? What? (laughs) Can I pray for you? Oh, yeah, I was reading the Bible about that. Oh, that, that reminds me of this story. Oh, yeah, that reminds me of this guy at church. Oh, yeah, you go to church. Oh, yeah, you should come. You should come, you know, you could do amateur dramatics. Oh, yeah, you should come. We liked it. <laughs> okay. Then, then he says, okay, if, you're not, if, you're, if, if that's too comfortable for you, go into Samaria and preach the word. Okay, that's getting a bit hardcore. That's out of my comfort zones. And if that's okay, go into the ends of the world. Get on with it. Some people are in here, you should be going to the ends of the world. That's where you're at. It's not a problem. You know, go for it. I'm not holding you back. But I think, actually, for me, for some of us, it's what's going to happen tomorrow morning? Because I notice at the end of both, at the end of both stories, there is a harvest. So sowing is a given, but reaping is a given. And I wonder whether, actually, there is, the harvest fields are ready to be harvested, your friends are ready to hear the gospel. You know that gospel you talked about at the beginning? About releasing joy, about releasing power, about getting right with God. You, remember, you know that gospel? Okay, your friends are desperate to hear it. 
They might not show it at times, but they are desperate to hear it. The fields are ripe for harvest. Pray to the Lord of the harvest to release the workers. Let's pray. Father God, you said, through your servant Einstein, that uh, insanity is doing the same thing twice and expecting different results. So, Father, would you put one thing in our minds now and in our hearts that is going to change this week? So we're not sharing a gospel that, one, we don't believe in, two, we feel burdened to share, three, that's, that's pale and powerless, but we are excited, God, by your message to change the lives of people around us, to set them on a path that follows Jesus Christ as Lord. So, Father, what is it tomorrow that you would have me do? What tiny thing needs to change in the way I speak, in the way I act, in the way I pray, that is going to point people to Jesus Christ? Father, we love your gospel. We love the power that sets people free. We pray it for ourselves. But more than that, we pray it for the world tomorrow morning. And we ask, Lord, that in some way you would equip us to be the sowers and the reapers in our Monday place. And we pray it, Lord, for your glory. Amen.